Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the SportKite podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of SportKite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. If you didn't already know, the website, SportKite.org, is all volunteer-run and updated, and we do have a patronage system. It's at buymeacoffee.com slash SportKite. And every little donation or patronage that you send on over, it really does help. It helps keep the website going, helps keep it alive. It also helps keep the podcast hosted and going forward. So if you like what you hear, two things, consider subscribing and sharing this with your friends. And also if you really like what you hear here and you got a few bucks, consider going to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and supporting us. And speaking of that support system, I wanted to give a special shout out to two folks who have signed up in what is called our membership program on our patronage site, and that is Tim Feld and Alan Carter. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. They are essentially sustaining members, so every month we get a little bit of cash from them that really does help keep this thing going. So Big thank you to you guys. Uh, I'm going to be reaching out to you here really soon and getting your actual addresses so I can send you a special thank you. Uh, If you would also like to get one of those special thank yous, consider joining under the membership or the sustaining member program. The cheapest is is pretty cheap. It's about uh, two bucks a month, so it's not that bad. Um, if you want to give more, it's really easy. You can choose to give however much you want to give. All right. Anyways, that sounds like I'm begging for money, and uh, that's not what this whole thing is about. So let me go ahead and get started with this episode. All right. Whew. Nice big deep breath. All right, so last week you may have noticed there was an episode missing. We didn't publish something uh, last week, and that's because we were down at the Washington State International Kite Festival in Long Beach, Washington. It was technically, it was the 40th year or 40th anniversary of the event, given that the 2020 event did not happen. So... Uh, We did go down for the 2021 Washington State International Kite Festival. And first off, you know, we were doing all the appropriate uh, social distancing, mask wearing, what have you. And the amount of people that were there were definitely a lot fewer than what we see in traditional years. I'm estimating there was about a third of the normal amount of flyers that were in attendance and probably about a third of the the general public coming to watch. So it definitely wasn't as big as it was in years past, but something that really stood out is that kind of the heart was still there and the desire to to fill the sky with a ton of fabric was still there. So that was really cool. And this year we definitely brought out a bunch of sport kites um of course, we had uh, Paul DeBacher, my partner, with Level 1 Kites there. So we had a handful of those out there. And then we had a handful of other folks that showed up. And they just kind of hung around our tent and stuck their kites out front. And it was really cool because we just had a lot of jam sessions, chat sessions, kind of swapping ideas, techniques, Uh you know, people getting a chance to fly different kites that they normally maybe 
wouldn't have otherwise had a chance to fly. And so it kind of was, in a way, a low-key prototype for what we're wanting to do at Sport Kite Camp whenever we can make that happen. Uh, so fingers crossed this pandemic ends soon so we can make that Sport Kite Camp happen. Really just kind of love that vibe of, you know, hanging out with pros, with newbies, having all sorts of different kites to fly, uh, you know, maybe learning some tricks, maybe learning some tips, maybe learning some techniques or sharing your tips, tricks and techniques with others. And of course, the butt ton of flying that goes on. So uh, I'm going to kind of set all of that somewhat to the side and I'm going to focus directly on myself because when I did have some free time to get away, which <laughs> surprisingly wasn't a lot during this event, but when I did have some free time to get away, I went and kind of focused on my own sport kite flying and kind of perfecting something. And I thought I would share it with you guys because maybe it could help uh, someone else who is maybe a little bit new to sport kite flying, or maybe it might help you kind of assess and tweak your flying. All right, so I'm going to set the stage here. Um, what I was trying to do is I was trying to perfect flying a basic triangle. So uh, in this scenario, let's imagine that I'm flying from the right and I'm going up to the center point of the wind window up at the top, and then I'm flying down to the left side of the wind window near the ground, taking a turn towards the right and flying horizontal back to the starting position. So that is your triangle. Um, and I kind of messed around with the starting points, you know, be it at the center, being at the left-hand side, uh, being at the right-hand side, and I also messed around with the direction. So I was really trying to nail in my timing, my speed, my distance, my inputs, and my placement within the window. So, and kind of trying to figure out maybe where I was weaker or where I was stronger. You know, did I have a dominant hand? Did I have a dominant way of, of flying this? Was it uh, all through push turns? Was it all through pull turns? Was it combo turns? How crisp could I make that turn? How short could I make those legs of the triangle and still maintain the shape of the triangle versus how big could I make the legs of the triangle? You know, stuff like that. I was just kind of playing around with it. Um, and something that I did notice uh, that stood out as let's call it an area of opportunity. Uh, so I noticed my right hand downward turn. So if I was going from say the top of the wind window and I'm coming down towards the right hand side of the wind window and then taking a hard right hand turn and going horizontal across over to the left hand side of the wind window, that, that turn right there consistently was sloppy for me. Um, I kept overturning. And so I wasn't coming out in a nice, crisp, horizontal line that was parallel with the ground. I would kind of wobble up a little bit and then kind of have to sine wave back into that horizontal line to get across. And the funny thing is, is I didn't have it if I tried to make that happen on the left side. I only had it happening on the right-hand side in a downward turn. And I was having the damnedest time trying to figure out why that was because those angles are pretty much all the same 
So I should be able to make this happen, but I just couldn't on the right hand downward turn. So of course I started kind of playing with it a little bit, which meant I slammed it into the ground quite a few times because I underturned. So I didn't, I didn't make the turn correctly. So it went into the ground. Oops. Okay. I got to practice my recoveries and launches, try it again. And then I went back to overturning and that wasn't working. So I started incorporating uh, feet, uh, which I should have done from the beginning. And I really forcibly made the kite slow down by running forward really fast as the kite was on that downward arc, which is a traditional a traditional way of making the kite slow down. Uh, but I slowed it down as much as I could so that I could really perfect that right hand, very sharp angled turn. And I let the, the other legs of the triangle be fast, but I really slowed down that very particular spot so I could really dial in my hands and see where the overcorrection was happening in a super slow like space of time. And I, I finally figured out what it was and I kind of was able to start tweaking it. And then unfortunately we had to run away and go do something else. So I didn't really get a lot of chance to, to kind of up it and refine it from there. Uh, and the goal that I had in my mind was to kind of start speeding it back up, making all the speed and timing the same, all the time it takes to do the turns the same, all the time it takes to do the legs the same, all that, and then kind of playing around with it. So yeah, I, I figured sharing a personal anecdote of my own training and kind of something I noticed and how I was trying to kind of incorporate those four building blocks and kind of adjust and figure out a way to correct um, an area of opportunity or a deficiency I saw in my own flying. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of another little bit of an anecdote is we had a chance to hang out with a lot of other sport kite flyers and brand new people, people we've never met before coming up and they recognize the kites and they, or they saw, you know, Paul out there doing an amazing job flying, doing all the flippy floppy fun slackline tricks. And it really intrigued them. And perhaps they had their own skill set. They were, they were already able to fly and they came over and they started uh, flying and asking for tips and pointers. And as I was listening to to them asking Paul uh, for a little bit more description, they were only focused on the input. And they're saying like, so is it a right, left, right? Or is it a punch sweep, you know? And almost every time Paul was somewhat correcting them with saying, well, it's, it's more of a timing thing, or it's a, it's a, you have to gain ground and give ground. It's, it's not necessarily about, you know, these, these folks already had the, the hand input. What they were lacking was playing around with the timing and the speed or, uh, making the input, the best way to describe it as being a little bit softer handed than heavy handed, and also really utilizing your feet and your legs. You know, as, as Paul said in a previous episode, it's the always be walking. So uh, that was my takeaway. And just kind of being a fly on the wall and listening as 
as you know an expert was passing on his knowledge to others and kind of also watching how students were approaching an expert and asking for tips and tricks so uh, just again as a personal anecdote I see that for myself that to be a better student so that I could walk up to say Spence Watson or uh, Scott Weeder or Paul DeBacher or Devin Cobley Morrison or any of the folks that we've had here already on the podcast. If I were to walk up to them and say like, hey, this sharp turn that I'm doing, this right hand sharp turn in a basic triangle, like I am consistently failing at it. Um, you know, here is my input would you suggest this is maybe a timing speed or am I not getting enough distance or, you know, where could I maybe correct or how could I maybe correct this? So again, uh, I'm just kind of sharing this personal anecdote with everybody. Uh, and yeah, really, really hoping we get to do sport kite camp because just in that little microcosm of this kite camp that we had with maybe 10 other flyers. Uh, I just watched everybody's flying get infinitely better. Um, they, they felt more confident in what they were doing when they went out there. So that was really cool. And we really, really want to make that happen at sport kite camp. So keep your fingers crossed that we get to make that happen. All right. So I'm going to keep this one a short episode because this is somewhat of a makeup episode because I have to get back to editing a handful of interviews that I did on the beach at Whiskiff, including interviews with some folks that fly multiple kites at one time and a handful of interviews about tips, techniques, tricks, and just kind of general flying in the feel of general flying. So with that being said, I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. And if you like it, hit the like button. Make sure you've subscribed to the Sport Kite Podcast. Uh, that way you get updated episodes almost every week on Wednesdays is when we publish the episodes. And oh, yes, also go over to Facebook. Find us there at sportkite.org and give us a like and a follow. We usually post updates about what we're gonna be talking about or general discussions, or if there's a delay in the podcast being published, we post them there. And we also try to post them on the website as much as possible. And via the buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite, we post updates on there. You do not have to be a supporting member to see the updates there, but you know, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. All right, so get out there, go out and fly, and I would love to hear what you think about how you have adjusted your own flying and your own like technique to really refine it. What did you do that helped you really refine that technique? Send me your comments, send me your suggestions at info at sportkite.org, and who knows, it might be on the podcast next. So, yeah. All right, go out and fly, everybody. Bye.